Welcome to the Be Better Mindset Podcast, where we talk about the importance of improving life across every variable. We talk about topics like self-improvement, health, and so many strategies to manage the many stresses we have in life. If you are interested in pursuing happiness, bettering yourself daily, and reaching your full potential, this podcast is for you. Remember, you are great, but you can always be better. Right, guys welcome back to the be better mindset podcast i am your host royce i am here with nick nash the accountability guy he just changed his social profile so i like that by the way the accountability guy you know you're the accountability guy i call it the annoying guy but guys, i call it i call it the loving foot right oh, okay loving foot up your ass because you know i love you you know i got mad compassion for you yeah. mad empathy but at the end of the day it's like okay i'm gonna help you do what's best for you even though you don't want to i love it i'm glad you changed that because you are a hundred percent the accountability guys and anytime you work with nick guys you'll get a billion text messages making sure that you do your habits which is super super um inspiring number one and it just makes you you just you're just on your feet more so i appreciate that um thank you if you guys don't know what nick does for me he does remind me a lot of my habits he's my version of a life coach as well um uh and he keeps me accountable so i appreciate that that accountability guy yeah the accountability guy follow me on ig heck yeah so guys if you have noticed i got a pretty deep voice i got that johnny cash (laughs) voice right now bro nightclub Um, be doing you Doing you right, dude. I think I'm gonna start chugging Nyquil. Maybe my voice is deeper like this. So it's not, dude. I wish I sounded like Corey. (laughs) Guys, it's not edited. This is it. This is what my voice sounds like, and um, hopefully it stays like this. I enjoy it more. Um, But let's 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 get right into it. So uh, I know you guys want to hear my me talk a little bit more, but let's get right into the topic. You want me to ask the question? I'll ask you the question. You ready? For this one? Yeah, for this one. Oh. You ready? Yeah, hit it. Yeah. Hit so, it. So, Royce, what, what is your favorite way? We'll go through a plethora of ways, but what is your favorite way to stay present? Love tips it. Tips for staying present. That's the, that's the topic for today. Yeah. The topic today, tips for staying present. And then the question was, what is one of my favorite ways to stay present? Lately, my favorite way to be present is disconnecting myself from technology more specifically my phone uh and how i do that at the moment is when i get back home i just kind of i leave it in my i leave it in my car and you are just more connected to whatever is going on so i come home to my wife and my son and they see me and i'm instantly directly connected with them and a lot of times I'll get emails throughout the day I'll get emails from my clients from you guys and, and, and just for that split second I'm looking at the phone and then I'm and then I'm and then I'm gone so by doing that by altering that environment for that moment I'm able to just have full amazing conversations with my wife make an awesome connection with my son and that's a huge one for me can we stay on that for just a second yeah isn't it right amazing isn't it amazing how efficiently your phone sucks your time away from you? It's powerful. 
It is. I like how you said it's amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing. It's destructive. It's amazingly destructive. It's amazing how <laughs> subtle it is. Yeah. Because so the reason so the reason I say that is because I'm big on trying to be efficient with my time and trying to optimize my time. Mm-hmm. So much so that I've put three 20 minute timers on myself throughout wow. an hour, right? And I okay. repeat that every hour. So that way I make sure I'm productive. Okay. Right? But when doing that, it's really allowed me to see where my focus goes. <clears throat> and right. so so for example, this morning when I was organizing my day, I gave myself a 20 minute timer. I was doing stuff on my laptop. I was writing in my notebook. And then I had a thought about a client and what I I needed to do to help them stay accountable, right? Mm -hmm. And so then I pulled up my phone. I did what I needed to with my client. Uh And before I knew it, I was on Instagram. Granted, I was doing my follows and unfollows and Mm -hmm. was trying to build my business. Right. But I was on Instagram. And the only reason I realized that I wasn't supposed to be on Instagram is because at the top of my phone, I could see the timer counting down. And in my head, I'm like, why is this timer count? Oh, shit. I'm not supposed to be on my phone. Right. So then I turn my phone face down and I put it over and I'm able to zone back in. Mm. But isn't it just amazing how much of your attention and of your focus and of your present, Mm -hmm. your phone takes away from you? Even if it's just, even if it's one of those like, oh, I just want to look at it. We want to look at the time real quick. Isn't it amazing how much time that really Mm -hmm. takes away from the present moment? It does. No, it is. It's beautiful how you said that. And that was really eloquent the way you said it. It's like a, like a, revving the engine. So you start connections are, number one, you create a connection with someone. You have to like get the engine warmed up. And that takes time, mm-hmm. right? And then once, that, once the engine is warmed up, you can really have deep, meaningful connections. Every time that notification hits, it's like it turns it off. And by the way, I'm laughing, guys, because my phone just did a notification. <laughs> it did. So um, 20 bucks on the pocket oh, again. So but <clears throat> it is 100% like that. And I'm glad that you brought that up. It, it is so simple, but... Um, it's so simple, but so powerful. It is so powerful. Like, I, I, I would love to have Tara on the podcast. Maybe this is something we should ask her, right? But how does it affect her relationship with you? How does it re- affect Lucas's relationship with you? you being off of your phone for that first hour when you get home as opposed to the other times when your phone is near, right? Yeah. Like, I would just love to know what that contrast looks like because I would imagine it's a, a blaring difference. Oh, she notices it. From something so subtle. Yeah, she's the one that recommended it. Mm-hmm. Again, because we do, remember, we do these quarterly follow-ups. Mm-hmm. Lately, okay. it's been monthly follow-ups. So tell, tell, the people that don't, tell the people that don't know about your follow-ups. Oh, so, so guys, uh, the way I follow-up, this is just a relationship principle that I've adapted. I love this idea. And I want to make, like, because, yeah. so when I get into a relationship, I want to implement this. So that's, game, why, yeah. that's why I said, make sure that people know what you're talking about. Oh, man. So this follow-up, guys, it's a game changer. If you're not doing it, you should do it or implement it in some form. It used to be a quarterly thing. Now it's more of a monthly thing. Um, because I'm growing so rapidly and my focus can be pulled away from so many directions. And that question is, um, I'm like, hey, honey, how am I doing as a father and how am I doing as a husband? Mm-hmm. And they'll give you a score. And that score is 1 to 10, 1 being really, really non-present or not just not even existent. Whack. And then, yeah, whack. And then 10 being like, you are killing it. Right, and then and then they'll give me a score, and she'll give me a score of like, hey, it's a six, it's a six in fatherhood, and it is a seven in husband life. 
So the next question is like, how can I move that from six to seven and seven to eight? And they'll give me a couple of things to work on. Give me a couple of things to work on, and then you move on and you just do that. And that and 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 one was, it's like, honey, I really loved how you didn't have the phone for an hour. I felt like you were more connected to myself and Lucas. And here's the cool thing. I know I know Tara gets a lot of benefit from it, but I see it from my son too. Mm-hmm. And what I mean from that is he'll grab my phone and I'm and I'll and I'll and I'll say stuff like, Hey, let's go grab um you, you gotta eat your chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Right? And he, he'll look at the phone, he was like, No, I'm working. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, he's learning that from me. Mm-hmm. Right? And my wife would look at me with her big mm-hmm. eyeballs and be like <laughs> And I'm like, uh, sorry, all right, I'll, uh, that reinforces oh, that habit. You're soul. like, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God. So um, if you guys are not doing that habit already, it's a game changer for a relationship. That might be another topic when yeah, um, I we'll feel go like over. How deeply we went into that, that maybe should be another topic we talk about on the podcast. Oh, um, just yeah. because that that's so that's so meaty. But I'm, I again, I would just love to know what it's like from her perspective. So. When we get her on the podcast here in a few podcasts, don't let me forget to ask that yeah. question just because... She probably thinks I'm I. I. She just ain't She's like, I. voice is I. All right, what's another way you like to stay present? So another way I like to stay present, this is kind of one of my go-to ones, um, and it's uh, extreme environments, both mm-hmm. physical and nature, um, and uh, workouts, workout environments. And what I mean by that, you can have multiple different types of stimulus in a workout, a workout where you're just kind of zoning out and you can kind of just like look at the birds and the trees. You could listen to a podcast, right? And then there's other workouts where you feel like so you need to survive. Like a 5K row for the first example. Yeah, right? like a 5K row or a one mile walk. You're talking like Fran or Murph. For the I am. Okay. I'm talking like uh, conventional CrossFit workouts where your heart rate is jacked up for 15 minutes. And you're thinking about the next movement and the movement that's in front of you and how am I going to break this up? And uh, you're feeling everything, everything from pain, you know, lung pain, um, uh, muscular pain, the, the sweat dripping out of your eyeballs, you know, the chalk that Husek just threw at you while he's chalking up for the next lift and you're just breathing. So you're just so present. You're forced to be present. It's not like suggested presence. No, you're there. It is it is a primal uh, sense of presentness that happens because your body's just thinking it's going to either flight or fight mm-hmm. or just to survive. So, um, so the workout environment is huge for me. And one thing that we both are are doing currently is is the extreme temperatures in 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 this in the sense of cold showers. It's really hard to think about the past or the future when that ice cold water hits your skin you're just like uh, i'm here and this hurts and you're just like how do i how do i do this and you're just feeling the pain go through and um, that discomfort and it's freeing right we talked about this as fitness so guys what i mean by this like there's there's physical fitness so your ability to become physically fit you all you have your emotional fitness your ability to move in and out of emotions deal with stressors stressors. you have your um and then you have your present fitness you were talking about this your ability to stay rooted long periods of time in the moment moment. and you can train this guy so those are two ways of how you can train that level of being in the moment now i'm going to kick it back to nick because he has i got a question for you before you kick back man i know i'm I'm good with the questions today i'm on fire yeah he's on fire um 
So, do so with the extreme environments. Do you feel like the cold shower in particular? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it gives you a good sense of your physical, psychological, and emotional response to a stressor? Does it is one of them better? No. Do you feel like it gives you a snapshot of your how you respond to a physical, emotional, and psychological stressor? I think so. Yeah. How? Um, anytime I deal with big psychological pressures like stress. Already going into it, I already know it's coming, right? And I just surrender to it. So, and I like how you said that because you said, like, do I go through my stressors in this way where I feel anxious? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good way to train it. That's an entirely different topic, Nick. But, but I go into there knowing that it's going to be painful, and I subject myself to it, and it's just, it's better. Subject like, and surrender. So I just surrender. I surrender to Non-judgment, acceptance, non mm-hmm. Yeah, it carries over. It took time. At first, I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. I'm good. I don't want to do this. And there are still times that I don't want to do it. Like if I worked out an hour before, no problem. Mm-hmm. Right? But if I'm coming in cold and I never even moved and that's the first thing I'm doing, you better believe there's a conversation in my head. It's like, what do I even do this for? Is it harder physical, physically for you now or harder mentally for you now? Mentally. I think it's always been mentally. Tell me, bro, come to my apartment, try out my cold water. I'm telling you, there's uh, levels. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. But right now it's mentally. Um, but if I if I if I did some maybe some cold plunges, yeah, that's gonna be entirely differently ball game. And I'm and I'm really excited for that. Uh, hopefully we have an opportunity to do that. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Um soon. So you had a question for me. What was your question? So what are your what are your ways? We just discussed two. We talked about you know, disconnecting from technology. Another one is extreme environments physically, internally, and externally. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it? What's a third one? I would say my biggest one right now would be meditation. I'm all about the meditation. I like this. This um, is a this is a deep one. Let's unpack. Okay. Meditation. Why? Uh, why does it, why what does it root What does it root you to your present? Why does it root me in the present? Um, because it so it just brings it makes me very aware of my breathing, right? Mm. By making me very aware of my breathing, I can't be any other place but where my breathing is. My breathing is happening in the moment. My breathing is not happening in the past. It's not happening in the future. It can only be happening in this moment. Um, And so that's once, so how I meditate, right? If you haven't taken my meditation class, which is on Fridays at St. Rose, be there there or be square. Um, But I have two forms of breathing that I really like to do. The Wim Hof, method which is big violent inhale through your nose filling up your stomach and then exhale and then i like to do box breathing what both of those are really allow me to do the whole point of it is to get me in tune with my heartbeat once i can feel my heartbeat i know i'm present and once i know i'm present then it's like oh okay how long can i stay present so with the box breathing when i'm leading meditation um i start everybody off at a three count because right? I don't know how where everybody's air is at, where they're at mentally, emotionally, if they're really here or not. So we start out with threes. Um, then we go to fours and we go to fives. What most people don't know, unless we've talked about meditation, is I'll say five, but usually when we're at five, we're usually at six or seven already. And when we're at mm-hmm. six, we're usually at seven or eight already. Um, just because it helps you, it helps force you to be present 
more efficiently. Yes. So like in box breathing, you have to hold at the top of your inhale and you have to hold at the bottom of your exhale. Mm -hmm. The longer you can hold at the bottom of your exhale. That's serious presentness, by the way. The painful. More, oh, it's super painful, right? Yeah. But the more you have, you, the more you yank your body out of your body and your mind out of wherever it's trying to be. And you go, hey, uh -uh, we are right here. Yeah. And if you're not going to be right here, I like to think of myself as a little toddler. Right, if you're not gonna be right here, I'm gonna hold my breath. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't hold your breath forever. Yeah. So your body's like, gosh, I gotta come back. I gotta come back to be where he's at. Because exactly. if I don't, he's gonna kill us. Right. Exactly. So that's kind of how I like to think about it. Um, but those breathing, meditation, and stretching. So I, like, I, I want to stay on that yeah, on that breathing part because you because the guys what he, what he means by that. So when you're you take that huge inhale, right, and you could hold it there, which is not that bad. Like I think we're we're used to that in, in in terms of like dunking yourself underwater, but try to release every part of your air, all oxygen out, and then hold it, and then hold it there for as long as you can, and you start to freak out a little bit. But the second, the moment you you can no longer do, you take that air, you become so grateful for that air that you're just like, oh my god, thank god. So another thought on on the end hold right. <clears throat> when you hold for long enough, mm -hmm. um, so Brian, one of the members, shout out Brian Hinkle, uh, over at St. Rose, he told me about the one minute breath. Mm -hmm. 20 second inhale. Oh my God. 20 second hold, 20 second exhale. Right? I tried it, tried to work up to it. I'm holding the exhale, I tried to get up to 20 seconds, I got to like 15. Mm -hmm. But you, the longer you hold your exhale, intentionally hold your exhale yeah the more you can feel like your body's processes moving so what wow. i mean by that is the longer i hold my exhale if you think about it your body's searching within your body for oxygen right so it's wow. moving stuff around to try to find oxygen uh -huh. but you're depriving it of the oxygen because you want it to stay in this present moment you want to bring it back to this wow. present moment does that make sense so like when i no, do it right and i do it for long enough I can feel like my my lymph draining down the back of my throat. Like I yeah. can feel, like I can just feel my body moving inside of my body because my body's trying to find oxygen within my body. You just, you, you're just giving me some Inception stuff right now. <laughs> the body inside the body's body. So guys, if you breathe like that, you'll feel the body's inside the body's body. But no, I'm 100%. I 100% agree with you. I like this contrast because we just we just talked about chaos. Through, through our body, extreme environments. Mm -hmm. And then you talked about the calmness, just bringing your breath down so low. You can find presentness in both ends. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you find it in the most, like the, the opposite ends, mm -hmm. like the deep ends of calmness and the deep ends of chaos. And it's so beautiful as far as how that works. Like it's so hard. Like if you're in the comfort zone, a lot of times you're not going to be present. It's too comfortable. Right? And through just practicing my meditation, understanding that it's hard to find stillness in stillness. Yeah. But once you can find stillness in stillness, it's a lot easier to find stillness in chaos. Absolutely. I love that. Whether it's in the middle of a workout or whether it's in the middle of life. Yeah. And I found that my meditation, even though it's for half an hour in my mornings, it used to be for an hour, but I got to be more efficient with my time. Dude, I know. I don't but, know why you were doing an hour. Uh, I was being inefficient with my time. That's how. 
Um, but even though it's a half an hour in my day, right, yeah. in the morning where I'm sitting there consciously being present, I meditatively breathe throughout the day. So like in my workout, so like yesterday's workout, five yeah. rounds, right, three minutes of work, that minute where I... That rest interval? I was really focused on holding the out breath, mm. right? I was really focused on depriving my body of that oxygen, making my body work and try to find the oxygen within my body, mm -hmm. right? So that way it could slow my heart rate down. Nice. Dude. Once my heart rate was slow, then I could hit the workout again. But in traffic, in the middle of the workout, it, you, you can carry it over everywhere. Yeah, it translates really well. There's that There's that present fitness. So let's talk about maybe another one. Do we have more? Yeah. What we do we got? Um... Mindful eating. How do you feel about mindful eating? Ooh, let's talk about mindful eating, guys. So mindful eating is, again, uh, number one, I think you should disconnect with all as much technology. And then you go really focus on some of the primal senses when you're eating. And um, like tasting your food. You ever, you ever see kids, they're just like they plow their food and they're gone. Right? Or they're eating their food and they're watching Netflix. Bro, it's because I wanted to get back out and play. Yeah, see, it's just bad, but it reduces the amount that you're not even connected with your food. Mm -hmm. See your food, taste your food, smell your food is a very, very powerful way to build that present fitness. Um, it's so subtle because you feel like, ooh, I could learn and I could, I could listen to a podcast and learn, lunch and learn, mm -hmm. which is fine. Like, it's better than maybe the Netflix and lunch, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But if you have, this is actually a challenging one for me. Mm -hmm. Like the first 10 minutes of my meal, I try to be present as much as I can. I, I put the book away. I look at the food. I eat it. I taste it. I smell it. And I chew on it slowly. My wife does this. She's amazing at it. Um, so that's a really, really powerful way to really build that present fitness we were talking about. It's pretty short. Yeah. That's a nice one. Or coffee. I like to do that coffee too. Ooh, yeah. You know, you're just like, I smell it. Yeah. Well, think about it. A cup of coffee, yeah. if it's hot, it makes you slow down. You can't chug it. You can't oh, get through God. it quickly. It forces you to be present. Same thing with tea. Oh, that's why. You know that? And guys, think about it. <laughs> I just learned something right there. Maybe that's why I enjoy drinking coffee because I can't just chug it. Because it forces you to It forces you to be still. It's an yeah. external. It's an external stressor. External uh, factor, right, that forces you to slow down. Yeah, I guess another big symptom, if you force burned yourself while you're drinking coffee, <laughs> it's probably because you weren't present. I've never done it before. Side note, I had an yeah. ex who burnt the top of her mouth because she it's was like, too... She was just like, oh, it's ice cold. Meh. So much so, it peeled. Like oh, she peeled my off God. the roof of her mouth at one point. Wow. Yeah. So there's there's a symptom, guys. That's probably, that's probably an indicator. It's like an indicator you need to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, God, my, yeah, my clothes ain't fitting well. Mm -hmm. My pants like, is a little tight. Oh, God, I just burnt my lip. I need to go start meditating. I need to start taking <laughs> one of these present fitness things that, that Nick and Lois are talking about. Right? Really, you talk about being present. What does that mm -hmm. mean? They want a present? It's yeah. not Christmas. Burnt lip. <laughs> that's that's the symptom. So let's go Let's go get another one another in one? there. I think so for me, um, and this one's kind of a parad paradoxically, paradoxical for me. I think of it kind of paradoxically. It's um, a deep word, dude. Bro, my whole life is a paradox. I love people, but fuck people. Oh my right? god, that's a deep word, super, bro. Super, but paradoxically, Give me a cigarette. Right? <laughs> um, so tips on staying present. I I really feel like organizing, um, specifically for me, like planners, planning yes. out my day. I feel like that organization, uh, as much as it may seem like 
I'm not present because I'm thinking about the future or I'm thinking about all the tasks that I have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps me stay present because within the structure, there's mm-hmm. the freedom, right? So like, let's say I, I take, at the end of my nights, I take my last 20 minutes of the 20 minute cycles that we talked about earlier. I take my last 20 minutes and I plan out my next day. Mm-hmm. And so easy example of this is I plan out my next day and I set on my clothes. Right, so yes. that way, when I wake up, I don't have, have to make, make any. I don't have to make any decisions. The decision yeah. I have to make is what music do I want to listen to, and what podcast. What podcast am I going to listen to when I get in the car? And then I have everything already already going right. So it allows me to stay present yeah. in that moment. Oh yeah, does that make sense? That makes a hundred percent sense. It's almost plan. It's almost organizing for future present, presentness, presence. Say that again. That was. That was profound. Say that again. Organizing it's for... It's almost like organizing for future presence, like being present. I don't, I don't know how that's so good. To yeah, say we it. might have to... Oh, grammar. Work, 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 grammar. Yeah, work that a little bit, but it sounds... <laughs> sounds right, yeah. right? So, so yeah. And guys, if you're, if you're thinking about this, think about all of the times where you're, you're there at lunchtime and you're thinking about everything you need to do leaving lunchtime like i gotta get this proposal i gotta do this i gotta go pick up my kids at school i gotta go take them to this like what if you just had it already planned out for you so you're just there instead of thinking about what you have to do after lunch you can eat your freaking food mm-hmm. you can taste your food mm-hmm. right i already know what i need to do it's on my calendar mm-hmm. and you just live there the perfect example i was, t- I was telling you about that um that uh, monk monte mm-hmm. Guys, this story, his name is Bonte. He's an awesome, he's an amazing monk. And he has a he has a, a, a temple over at Michigan. It's called the Lotus Temple. You guys can look it up. Super, super cool temple. Anyways, he was, uh, oh my God, is that music? Sorry, sorry. Sorry, guys. So good. Okay. Anyways, come back to that Bonte thing. If you guys have ever been to Michigan, Michigan's cold. It's a cold place. So he's he's well-renowned monk for in the nation, probably arguably maybe international. Um, but he would do these gigs where he would be invited to public speak and, and do his whole monk thing and, and get people in peace. Um, and he was like, it's way too cold in Michigan. I want to go somewhere where it's warm. And he couldn't wait to go to Hawaii. And Hawaii was warm. So he flies out of Michigan. He goes to Hawaii. And the moment he lands, he's like, oh, my God, this place is too humid. So he's complaining about the humidity. And he's like, I want to go somewhere dry. I just want to go somewhere dry. And his next stop was Phoenix. Okay? One of the driest places in the world. That's where I'm from, guys. Oh, not Phoenix. I'm from Tucson, but very similar. And he flies into Phoenix, and it's super hot and super dry. And then he's like, I want to go somewhere where it's cold. So he flies back to Michigan. Is this monk like 12 years old? Right? No, I know, but he's explaining all of this. And guys, I'm telling you, that's essentially what planning is. you're, You're not even invested in the actual time. We're wanting something that we don't have instead of just wanting whatever is in the moment. And being grateful, we were talking about this, maybe starting with gratitudes. Mm -hmm. If you have everything you want, what else do you need? And being grateful is huge. 
it's a huge um, invitation to just be present, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so if you haven't been in any of my classes, that's one of the ways I start off with my classes at St. Rose is I start off with gratitudes, appreciations, or a question that I thought of. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and under, under the appreciations, right, uh, a great way to help root people in the present is what's something that they appreciate about themselves. Yes. Right. And that's a, that's a tough question for, we'll say like 80, 90% of people to answer just because you can think about what you appreciate about everybody else. Remember external, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people can't be present enough to think about what they appreciate about themselves. You know why? It's because they want something they don't have. Exactly. Because no, because they're focused on something. They're focused on wanting something that they don't have. Exactly. They're not focused on you have, have. yeah, you have everything that you need at this moment. Right. You have abundance. You're, you're the walking embodiment of abundance. Can you see that or no? Yes. Right? And if you want something different, you just got to change a couple of thoughts or a couple of habits and have whatever it is that you want different. It's so good. Yeah. That was a good addition to what we just added on that story. Yeah. Nice work. So let's talk about, guys, really quick. I want to wrap this up. This was a long one, 29 know, right? minutes. Look at us being talk, present. Know, this is right? a good – yeah, I enjoy one. being present. So – um but guys why are we talking about being present what's the whole purpose of this guys for me being present if you guys have that present fitness you have an invitation to happiness so when you're rooted down on the ground and you're just there and you're there in those moments and you're not worrying about the past or the future you're the happiest and if you can cultivate that skill set that allows you to be more present for a second for two seconds for four seconds for a minute if you're a thug life and you can do it for hours and hours out of the day i a hundred percent would for sure know that this that you that person that's happy is more present throughout the day for sure right nick you got anything else to add before we close this out happiness is all all around us just gotta be present to see it so how are you gonna be present today happiness is an invitation so go get after it guys practice being fit in this skill and uh we'll see you guys soon be better